Welcome to CooperCast Go Ask Al, episode number seven. This is your host, Al's pod prompter, John Sachs. Al talks about a tiny gig that listener Max loved. Al's playing on Hendrix's Long Hot Summer, Leonard Skinner in Drugs, which was interrupted by Nilly the Dog, who could not wait till the end of Al's answer to get involved. Max asks a very specific question, uh, but it's a nice little story. I thought you might want to hear it, maybe respond. The best concert I ever attended was in Detroit in the early 70s. The lone performer was Al Cooper. We bought tickets well in advance, thinking that we'd have a difficult time getting seats. As it turned out, nobody was there. 200 people were there. And when all was said and done, Al put on a show for the ages, rocking out as though we were among his best friends, and he might as well have been. He played for more than two hours, ending up with some Chuck Berry guitar tunes that brought the place down. Again, best show I ever saw, bar none. I wonder if Al has any recollection of that night and whether it was as memorable for him as it was for those who attended. No. But you do remember it. No, I don't. Really? I played a lot, I, solo show tours. Okay. So every day I'd be somewhere else. Okay. And I'd play approximately the same show and um, like that. So the fact that you've got some, we don't know how big the hall was, but the guy says there's maybe 200 people there. and That sounds right. Two to 300. And so it was standard practice for you regardless of whether it was 200 or 2,000, you would put on the show. Well, that's what I was hired for. That's what they paid me for. Didn't bring you down that there were empty seats? No, I couldn't see them. Okay, because the lights are in your eyes. Yeah. So you just put on your show. Plus, that's the thing to do. Right. I'm trying to think uh, if there was an exaggerated... I'm sure there were times when there were, uh, you know, hardly anybody there. Yeah. Because it didn't necessarily reflect on me as much as the promoter. Right. So uh, I would laugh my way through those shows. So they're losing face and they're losing money and you're just playing. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I'd get shortchanged. Oh, because they give you a piece of the door? No, because they said I don't have enough money. Oh, great. Wow. But we usually got half in front. Okay, so some guarantee there. Yeah. Hmm. All right, Max. I think uh, Al didn't remember it, but apparently it was one of many, more than one such shows where he played his heart out anyway. Okay, here's a very specific question again from a gentleman whose handle is Rabbit Shirt. Uh, Now, we don't know if that's a shirt that a rabbit wears or hopefully not a shirt made out of rabbit, but we we don't actually know. I sent you a link for your piano part to Hendrix's Long Hot Summer Night about a year ago. Your playing and structuring of the music on that is one of my favorites for piano, ranking up there with Duke Ellington's intro to Take the A Train. <laughs> you like that, huh? Where yeah, that's humorous. Where did you get your ideas for the music for that? Did you pattern that after some other blues or gospel player? I have no idea what I played. Okay. 
it, I, I have no idea. If you put that track on now, I would have no idea what's going to come out. But you do. I don't. I don't listen to it. But you do remember being in the studio with him. Oh, sure. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I more remember the other times that we spent together. Okay, just being together and. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, I, I, while I have the moment, what a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah, really nice guy. Mm. And it was a treat that we only lived a half a block from each other for a long time. Mm. But he, you talk about him being in a restaurant and you walking in and he says, yeah. Al, come over. He was able to just be in a restaurant? He didn't get pestered by not fans? In the, not in the village. It was okay. Because right. I think to me, a certain level of fame of Hendrix or Dylan, you at certain points in your life. Well, you get, you, you know, you, you get used to it. You know what you can and can't do. And and you live by that. It All is, right. It is annoying. It can be annoying. No, it is annoying. For really famous people, um, yeah, to just walk down Newberry Street. Yeah. Right. I don't consider myself in that category. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Richard wants to know. This is a Leonard Skinner question. How much input did Al have in the crafting of the solos when working with Skinner? None. That's what I thought. You you liked them because they came fully worked out. Well, for that matter, they were the only band that uh, wrote their solos. They wrote. They didn't improvise their solos. No. They wrote them. And and live, the same thing. They played the same solos that were on the record. Yeah. Untouched. Yeah. Which I don't know. It's like, <laughs> it's a funny thing. When you go hear a band and you want to hear your favorite song, you probably kind of want to hear it the way you've been listening to it a hundred times on the album anyway. Well, that's why they were so popular. Okay. Were they capable of improvisation or they just didn't do it? Yeah, they were, especially Ed King, mm -hmm. who would occasionally drift from the thing. The second part of Richard's question is, why was Ed King his favorite guitarist in Skinner? He had a different sound from Alan and Gary mm. uh, because he, pl he played uh, Fender guitar. Oh, there we go again with the with the different flavors, Fender versus uh, yeah. Gibson or whatever. And he was a, a an incredible Fender player. Mm -hmm. He knew how to get every trick out of that guitar that you could get. Right. And I really admired his playing. Hmm. And, uh, and we got along quite well. Uh, the third part of Richard's question is, did cocaine and drugs help at first and then hurt in the end in terms of creativity and production. Hang on, let's see. What is that? That's the dog. The dog. Oh, the dog. Yeah. What you doing, dog? No, she's on the couch. She was... You're uh, not supposed to make noise during the interviews. She was doing it in her sleep. Chasing rabbits? Little dog break there. Nearly the dog is uh, working on um, some new 
comments that she's going to interject. Uh, Susan loved the dog bark scoop put in there. Well, that's as you as you. And we both wondered whether they were newly or not. Yeah, well, that's a secret that okay. was going to remain a secret because we don't want it to get to the point where Nilly is such in such demand as a dog commentator that Susan can't walk down the street with Nilly without Nilly getting mobbed by promoters. And so we're going to keep a secret whether Nilly really does the comments or not. <laughs> so the question was about um, cocaine and drugs with Skinner. Was it helpful at first uh, as far as, you know, the scene, the creativity, energy? I never saw it, Didn't being, it being administered, so okay. I don't really know. Okay. I, I was not um, a fan of such a thing in the studio. Yeah. So uh, as long as they could do what they were supposed to do, I was happy. Yeah. There's no it's doubt. to say that. I didn't do drugs, but not mm. when I was working. Right. This has been CooperCast, the Go Ask Al episode number seven, brought to you by Nilly the Dog. Look for more episodes coming up and subscribe at Apple, Spotify, or just about anywhere, and tell your friends. <laughs> <laughs>